hey, just want to let you know that this episode has contents that are triggering or like, what am I trying to say? This is a trigger warning. And uh, you may want to use headphones um, if you have kids listening. And also just be aware that we are talking about things like sex, uh, body parts, modesty, and not being modest. Hey, this is the Geriatric Millennials. And this is Jamie. And I'm Beth. And we're two oldish, youngish ladies talking about purity culture part two (laughs) from what we lived back in the day when we were young people. Yeah. I mean, we're still kind of young, but no, this is like when we were teenagers, formative years that really impacted how we viewed relationships, how we viewed sex, how we viewed our bodies, Mm -hmm. all of that. And so this is part two, and we're kind of focusing. We want to talk about the modesty piece. Yeah, because that was super detrimental, honestly. I don't even know how this happened because it's like my parents were not in the church, you know? And it's like I was not raised in an evangelical household, going to church every Sunday, you know, Bible thumping, hell's coming, you know, you're going to burn type of mentality. Okay. They were very different than that. So can you talk about that? What I, what is, okay, first of all, what is the modesty culture thing that we're talking about that we're referring to? Uh well from the two thousands it was modest is hottest. You know, it was very much like not only are you not having sex, not only are you not like, you know, you're you're at most you're courting, but you are also recognizing that your body is a vessel for sin, especially for the opposite sex, and that it's your responsibility as a woman. To, to cover it cover up. it up because men cannot control themselves. Guys and it's cannot, your fault. And it is your fault. Absolutely your fault. So you need to like wear yeah, very <laughs> modest clothing. <laughs> like, wear clothes. Lots yeah, of them. Lots of them. It was like, you know, like, like no cleavage. No like cleavage. Really careful. Like no midriffs. Yeah. And you have to watch how your body looks in certain clothes. And uh, yeah. And uh, swimsuits, oh, especially. You're wearing a t-shirt on yeah, top of uh, your one On piece. top of that <laughs> with some with shorts. shorts. Yeah. It's just so weird to think about. And I, it bums me out because it was like when I was young and fun and I should have been like having my boobies out. Yeah. And I just felt so self-conscious about it. I remember so I was probably 30 years old and I was living in South Korea at the time. And I I was like wearing this very low cut shirt and I'd worn a bra that was more of like a push-up bra, which I already had big boobs. So it was like, hello. Yeah. And that just was not my, it was uncomfortable because of the way I had spent the last 10 years of my life living, okay. Yeah. you know, at church and being in ministry and all this crap. And I'm walking down the street with my friend and we were in a, like an area that was um, pretty diverse. There was lots of like um, different people there, a lot of international people. And this woman who was very modest, she was just so offended by the fact that I had my boobs out. And it just really snapped me back to that whole modesty culture. She looked at me like I was a piece of trash. And I'm like, when I say boobies are out, I'm talking like... It was a V-neck, but it was not like, it wasn't plunging. It wasn't sh- like, it wasn't a J-Lo dress plunging V-neck. No. We're talking about like a, a a V-neck from the gap with a little extra push up, which, okay, I'm short. So if you're standing above me, maybe you're seeing a little bit more, but I just felt so dirty. And so like I had violated her because of my appearance. And wow. it just took me back to all of that, that modesty culture stuff. So did you experience that? So you're saying you didn't experience that from your home 
parents. No, it's, it was all in your experience in the church. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it. Well, and it wasn't even like the church church. My Because I went to like, I was working at Presbyterian churches, Methodist, Lutheran, you know, very like mainline and like they, they have some of that stuff, but it's just different. But it was really the people I was hanging around. And a lot of them came from churches that were more like um, conservative. conservative. Mm-hmm. And so they, because we were hanging out so much, I was, it was just rubbing off on me. Mm-hmm. And I also hung out with like a, a lot of LDS people and it just kept rubbing off. And it was like, I remember the Duggars family that, mm-hmm. you know, family was really big on TLC at the time. And not that I really watched them, but there was this weird like energy and air of like, yeah, it is great to be a like a Christian and like I'm gonna just be living my life for God and never show my boobies to anybody, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's weird. So my experience was that I grew up as a teenager in a Mennonite community, mm-hmm. which is historically extremely very, very, very modest. And so even though the community was and the culture was, I would say more modernized and Mm -hmm. they had, I mean, they weren't driving the horse and buggy and all that, but that's where they had come from. Yeah. So for sure, when we went swimming as teenagers, everyone wore shorts over their swimsuits always the whole time. And, and here's the thing. I really don't feel like there is a huge problem with that, except that it was attached to these other messages. Yes. Because honestly, I still want to wear shorts over a swimsuit sometimes because I want to have pubic hair <laughs> yeah. that I feel like I don't want people to see and I didn't shave or yeah. whatever. And I still haven't gotten my electrolysis or laser hair removal or whatever, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, that's just more comfortable for yeah. me. But I remember being in that environment and growing up and feeling like, you know, if I did, if I took those shorts off, like that was a huge no-no. Like yeah. that was a that was that meant because I remember one girl did and we were all just appalled like yeah. oh, like how dare she yeah. kind of thing like what is she trying to do like and all the guys are looking at her and blah 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 and it's just so so anyway that was kind of the environment that I grew up in mm-hmm. and there was you know all these rules about length of shorts and because mm-hmm. I also went to a Christian school in this community and then when when we when we moved back to Canada and I was in my junior year, I went to a private Christian school. And so there's just rules about mm-hmm. like dress code and all of that. And that message as that went along with it that, you know, it's my responsibility to protect these boys yeah. around me from quote unquote stumbling or from oh being gosh. turned on or being mm-hmm. attracted to me. Like I need to make sure that I'm, that I don't show anything because, you know, if that's my responsibility. Yeah. And that's it, wrong. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. Well, so this is, again, I feel like my world was really, I really got involved in the church in my like early 20s. So it's like I had this period of time in high school where I wasn't, I was, it was like I was dipping my toe in the waters of conservative Christianity, which is so weird. Cause again, nobody was forcing me to do that. I I remember though, like I grew so I was like in high school, like 94 four or five through 99. And this was pre-Britney Spears, right? So we had just come through like the, we, like when we got into high school, that's when like grunge really was hitting rap and stuff like that. There weren't a lot of like pop bands or anything at that point. Like, I think I remember maybe the Spice Girls coming out and that was the first time like girly 
pop was back showing your midriff and stuff. But I remember a lot of our fashion, at least here, was like jeans. People would wear like t-shirts. It wasn't, I mean, not that it wasn't fashionable and people had looks, but it wasn't the same as like it is now necessarily or like even a few years later where the style was like, the style uh, favored modesty a little bit because it was just like oversized and whatever. But I remember, oh my gosh, I was wearing this. I, there was a brand called porn star and they had these shirts that were like graphic tees that said like porn star and training. I was like rocking those so hard. (laughs) Like I was obsessed and I was so, when I was, when I was younger, I was like obsessed with sex and like talking about it and learning about it and knowing everything about it. And like, I would, I had like this whole system. Maybe I shared this. I can't remember, but, um, I had friends that were like, I'm a virgin. And I'd be like, no, like, I'm like, no, like I know what you've done kind of thing. And I'm like, you're like a three-star virgin. So I came up with like a system of like the, I call them the stars of virginity and we would talk about it and stuff. And, but then I want to know what they were. That's funny. Um, I remember being on a bus and like breaking down my stars of virginity, the the levels, levels. because I was so tired of people being like, I'm so like, I'm so good and whatever. And again, that even is part of that culture of like good, having sex is not being bad. You know what I mean? But um, at the time I was like, listen, you're a two star virgin. So it was like, you lost a star for each thing you had done. So it was like normal intercourse, like uh, oral sex, hand sex, um, I can't remember kinky something. I had really like had a master plan. Like it yeah. was really well thought out. Yeah. I can only remember those. I think anal you was one to, of you them. You need to find it in your journal. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'd be like, how many stars do you have? You know? And it became kind of a joke for a while, but then like slowly towards the end of my uh, in high school and then really into college, I just really switched to being like, modest as hot as I blame it because I was hanging out with like LDS kids and that's a very conservative group. Yeah. And, and, cons- and being, it's like you're put on a pedestal of being like modest and it, you know, it's like, Oh, look how good you can feel by like not being out there type of thing. And anyway, it was just very like, just even like starting to talk about it again, brings back the trauma, Yeah, you know? And it's just like, I for I, because I am where I'm now, I don't necessarily think about it often, but all of that crap traumatized me Yeah, and it just messed up my brain for like future relationships and it really messed up my brain about my body and like being comfortable with my body right and I don't know if that happened for you like but when you're all again when you're always told that your body is a vessel it's just it's just blinking sin all the time to all of the a beacon for sin for men you know well and I think that the the part that was so detrimental was that that shame message that was attached to that 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 if I that if I wore something outside of those boundaries, then I was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. I was essentially sinning, yeah. I guess, against myself, against God, against whatever. Yeah. I was asking for, I was asking to be violated. Mm-hmm. And like all of these messages, and I just think that those, all of those messages are wrong. Yeah. And, and, at the, and at the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with being modest if that if you're comfortable or you want to dress a certain way. Yeah. And so much I I'm, I'm realizing and I, when I think about this is that it's connected to whatever culture yes. you're in. Yeah. And so like you said it was the people that you were hanging around. And same for me. And so that's going to be different based on where you live and who the people mm-hmm. are and across the world there is so much variety when it comes to what people consider to be modest. 
you know, yeah. like if you think about that, because different cultures have different traditional ways of dressing that are so different mm-hmm. that to another person's culture would be considered one person would consider it modest. Another would consider it not, not at all. Yeah. And so it's just interesting how we have these different cultural constructs around what we wear and then around what, and what that equals in terms of sexuality and in terms of shame. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Like, I think that, yes, the culture definitely really impacts. I think it'd be so interesting to do a study on, I think it'd be interesting, like all this, all the countries that have been colonized and like forced into traditions and faith and things that maybe that are not were not their heritage how that impacted modesty in their culture too which i'm sure is devastated because that's how colonization does but um i don't know well it makes me think of in my own experience because that's all i really can speak from and so growing up in this mennonite community whatever and then i was in canada and it's just freaking cold. Yeah. Okay. So, so you got, you're, you're, <laughs> wearing stuff. you're wearing stuff because it's cold. So, yeah. I mean, you're not showing a lot of skin because you're wearing sweaters and coats and whatever, even gloves and scarves, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So fast forward, we moved to Hawaii. I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm pregnant mm-hmm. and Hawaii is all beaches, right? And yeah. we're at the beach all the time. And I remember when I first moved there, and I may have mentioned this before when we talked about purity culture, I can't remember. I remember when we first moved there and we're at the beach and there was just so many butt cheeks, like so many butt cheeks yeah. that I wasn't used to seeing yeah. that I felt a little uh, like uh, more just aware of and yeah. just kind of not shocked, but just a little bit like, oh, oh, there's a, there, there's, there's somebody's there's a butt whole there. butt because, yeah. you know, they're wearing G-string bikinis or yeah. whatever. That And, and just walking past on the beach, you know, all the time. Yeah. And at first I was like, whoa, whoa, like, mm-hmm. oh, like I, I kind of wanted to look away or, or, or look. Or stare. But, but I was also just kind of conscious of like, oh, my husband is here. Like is, where are his eyes? Is he looking at all these butts, you know? Yeah. And then we lived there for five years. Okay. Yeah. Let me just tell you by the end of the time, I mean, I couldn't, I, I didn't notice whatsoever. Yeah. Because it was just so used to it, yeah. That it was just like, no, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even like, I don't even notice if somebody's butt cheek was hanging out at all or not, and yeah, walking yeah. past. And it was just no, like a normal, just a normal everyday sighting. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you, if you yeah. want to say, I personally didn't want to because I don't like the feeling of butt loss. Yeah. But I didn't. I mean, I didn't care, and yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't shocking. It wasn't. Anyways, all that to say, from. I could see a shift in my own comfort level with butt cheeks. Mm -hmm. And then we moved from Hawaii back to this Mennonite community in Belize with Mm -hmm. my family, with my kids. And I remember trying to be very consciously respectful Mm -hmm. to the people in that culture as far as modesty goes, because I, I felt like I had gone to this other end of the spectrum in a way of what I was used to seeing. And then I didn't quite know where and how, like where, how to pull, how far to pull back, so yeah, to yeah. speak. So that, because I didn't want to draw a lot of attention and I didn't want to offend people necessarily. I didn't want it to create an issue, but it was mm-hmm. like something that I was literally thinking about in terms of tank tops and yeah. dresses having spaghetti straps or not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I wear this dress? I was thinking to myself, here I am, a grown adult mom of three thinking to myself, 
is it okay if I wear this spaghetti strap dress to the store? Because everybody's going to see me or whoever's there is going to see me and judge me or have thoughts or whatever. And I'm like, is this appropriate or not? Like I had to think about this because being in Hawaii, it was like strapless. The least amount of clothing that I could wear Mm -hmm. was great because it was hot. And I was like, I mean, and that's just part of the culture. Like people just wear, you know, strapless tank tops and shorts all year round. And whatever length of shorts. And so here I am back in this Mennonite community going, oh, like rethinking my wardrobe for all these reasons. And it wasn't even necessarily like I'm going to like attract, Mm -hmm. like in this case, it wasn't even because I was in a different season. I wasn't thinking about like boys or men. I was thinking more about just um, all these other layers that are attached to this whole modesty thing of Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to offend people. I don't, I don't want to give people more to talk about than mm-hmm. than is necessary and and I want to be respectful. Yeah. Um and then I had to also wrestle with am I doing this to fit in? Mm-hmm. Because I also want to be true to myself and let me just tell you Belize is even hotter than Hawaii. Yeah. Like I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to wear nothing. I wanted to walk around in like naked. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really want that, but that would have been the, more the, comfortable the than wearing yeah. any clothing because you're just sitting and dripping sweat, mm-hmm. just sitting, like doing nothing. Mm. And so, yeah, I want to wear spaghetti strap tank tops and sh- like a dress with no underwear kind of thing yeah. because I'm like, I need the airflow because it's freaking <laughs> hot. So anyways, that was a lot, but I just think it's all tied to this whole like concept of modesty and what does it mean and how and where do I get these ideas and speaking of cultural differences so I took kids to Costa Rica for this mission trip and we I can't remember where we went at this point but I had told everybody you need to bring long shorts that was like the one thing and I knew that when like tops wouldn't be anything but I said you know we have to make sure blah blah and a lot of the girls didn't believe me and they brought their their the normal length that they would wear mm-hmm. and I was like really it needs to be like basketball short length and they didn't believe me and we were there and the pastor had to pull me aside and say the girl shirts are too short because people think they're they'll think they're prostitutes and I was talking to the girls about this and they were like they couldn't understand because the pastor's daughter was wearing a very low cut top with her boobs out. Yes. But that wasn't considered not being modest. In it was that the culture. Sh- in that culture, wherever we we're at, it was the shorts. So true. So you could have top out, but shorts, short shorts were not it. And so I think it was a really good eye-opening experience to how like modesty is interpreted very differently in different cultures and different places. It totally is. And now here I am, a mom of a girl. Mm-hmm who is growing up and starting to ask questions and she's very conscious aware. And she was at the playground. She's in elementary school. She comes home, tells me one of the duties they call the playground supervisor people that work at the school. One of the duties was talking to the kids and telling them that they have to wear shorts that are longer than where their hands Reach, oh yeah and they have to wear tanked like any of their tops they cannot wear spaghetti straps they have to be uh two or three finger width uh wide oh and i was like where okay so she comes home and tells me this and i was like who is this who's telling you this mm-hmm. and is this person in authority as far as like the dress code is this coming from the principal is this coming from like for the whole school like were you being singled out like what i just was trying to get more information and she was telling me that it was a duty on the playground and i was like okay listen you do not have to worry because this happened right after she went and sp- and bought 
two tank tops from Target with her own money. And she was so excited because it was the beginning of summer. And she wanted to wear these tank tops to school. And they were spaghetti strap. And so I'm like, who is telling her that she can't wear this? And nobody is wearing shorts that are past the length of where their hand goes down because they don't sell those kind of those length of shorts for kids also my daughter who's 10 years old has extremely long legs right i was gonna say sucks if you're tall and and (laughs) and even if you buy longer quote-unquote longer shorts they're not gonna be like that's just not the reality unless i like buy jeans and cut them to a certain length and and so there's all these factors that I'm trying to navigate now as a mom of like, what am I? Cause I want, I want my daughter to be confident. I want her to know that she's not doing something wrong. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, you're going to be okay. If there's ever, you know, I, I think you can wear this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's any issues, like I will talk to the school about it or whoever, like, but she didn't want to get in trouble and she wanted yeah. to follow the rules. And it was just this whole thing. And I'm like, what, what well, is happening right well, now? And I, to me, it's so the thing that hits me too is then, then, then she's asking, well, why is it? Why wear, right. why is wearing spaghetti straps not okay for me or right. not okay for the girls? And that is exactly what she asked me. And I said, it is okay. Mm-hmm. And if, and, and if this is part of the rules of the school, uh, we can follow the, like, we can talk, we need to have conversations about this and, yeah. and ask the question of why and where is this coming from? Because why? Here's my question to the world. Yeah. What is this little inch of skin on a woman's shoulder well, or neck? What, what is the issue with that? She, okay. It's, you're, it's, it's the bra. bra. It's bra, right? Okay. People can't Listen, see that. My bra. daughter is 10 years old. She doesn't even wear a bra. Yeah. She doesn't have boobs. Yeah. She doesn't have any. They're just trying to condition her for future. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so you see a bra strap. Is that like a big turn on or something? Like what? It makes boys stumble if they have to see your bra strap like, in the classroom. It's so like, what is happening? Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm trying to navigate this now as a mom and I'm still dealing with some of these issues from my own, mm-hmm. you know, younger years. And and then we're in a culture right now where crop tops are very yeah. much in style. Yeah. And I'm having to navigate that with a daughter mm-hmm. and what I'm comfortable with her wearing and why and why not. Mm-hmm. And I want her, I don't want her to have the shame associated with it. I don't want to teach her this modesty culture. At the same time, I want her to be dressed age appropriately. To be dressed age appropriately. And I also feel like some of, like a lot of the style is like really kind of sexy. And yeah. and booty shorts are really popular yeah. too, where like l- girls' butt cheeks, like the lower part of their yeah. butt cheek where you can like see the cheek part is out. is out. And I don't like that look because, well, first of all, it looks extremely uncomfortable to me because I'm like, your shorts are going up your crack. Yeah. Like, I don't like that painful. feeling. No, it's a constant wedgie. I'm it's like, a constant wedgie. Yeah. And also, like, I just feel like, I mean, depending on how you sit or walk, I I mean, things it, are, other things are out and visible. And it's just like, I don't want that for her um, for a variety of reasons. And so it's just, it's a weird thing to kind of navigate now as a parent, too, of like, what am I teaching my daughter and answering those questions about why? And then also, who is this person on the playground? Yeah. It's like, shut your mouth. Yeah. That's what I wanted <sighs> to say. Because all the girls were having this conversation because I talked to some of the other moms and they were all just like, we, as the moms, we were all kind of in the same boat, like going, well, no, let, that's not reality. Like, yeah. we're not going to be fine. We can't even find things like this. And yeah. 
I don't really think that any of this is being enforced. It was just somebody's opinion. Exactly. On the playground in a position of authority who just decided she's going to tell these girls what was what. And Mm -hmm. I just. Frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. I I, I mean, I don't have kids, but yeah, it'd be really hard to send kids out into the world to have other adults with crazy biases and whatever. Yeah. Like speak into their lives like that. Here's the other thing is I'm a mom of boys Mm -hmm. who are teenagers. Yeah. Okay, their hormones are raging. Their testosterone levels are, uh, you know, surging. surging. And so teaching them, what Mm -hmm. am I teaching them? What are we teaching them and talking about? Because we were having this conversation in our home, right? About shorts. And my son, who's 15, is like, you should see the shorts the girls wear at my school. Mm -hmm. He's like, their butts are hanging out. Mm -hmm. And these are the teenagers. And I'm like, okay. I mean, so there's there's a range here of like, maybe that's not what I'm trying to say. So there is this fashion that is prevalent right now that is, I would say, not modest at all Mm -hmm. for everyday clothing wear to school. And there's, so how do you navigate like that as a mom of boys? Because I'm like, these aren't, these are girls, these girls are not objects. And at the same time, I'm sure that it's distracting to have butt cheeks in front of you I don't when you're walking down but, the but hall. I, I don't think that it honestly I don't think it matters I remember being that age it didn't matter if your butt was clothed or unclothed true I was looking yeah like I don't think it matters you know what I mean I think people put too much stock and honestly like if they are really Joe you know Jones and they can like open their phone and see any body part they would want to see but I I mean and I I, I blame purity culture because even now when I see young people, I always have to keep myself in check of like, they're young or it doesn't matter. Let me take that back. It doesn't matter if you're young, old, whatever, whatever age, however you dress is how you choose to dress. And I shouldn't judge that based on if I think it's modest, modest enough for me because it's not my life. Right. And the modest culture, I'm getting better. Like I pretty much, I mean, I'll judge you on a look because I'm being snarky and a brat um, sometimes. I judge myself too because I have no fashion sense right now. But uh, <laughs> like the other day, this girl was delivering. She's clearly delivering in our building or something. And she had like those athletic shorts with the like white piping on them and they were bootied up. So they were like her ass cheeks were out. Yeah. And her, it was like tucked. Up. I mean, it was like someone gave her a wedgie. I was like, first of all, that's what I mean. It didn't look comfortable. But the thing that got me was not the butt cheeks is that she had bare feet in the parking lot, walking around. And I was like, no, ma'am, no, no ma'am. We got to keep those socks on at least. <laughs> Give or me flip some flops. shoes. Come on. I'll take a, I'll take a croc at this point. Yeah. So, Oh, speaking of crocs, can I just say, I was in the waiting room of the orthodontist with okay. my teenage son, mm-hmm. looking around the room. There's like five teenagers in there. Guess how many out of them, how many? Five? We're wearing crocs? Four out, of five, four out of five were wearing crocs. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. And it, girls, boys, both. Yeah. I have a 10-year-old, a 13, and a 15. All of them have Crocs. They're yeah. all white. They're all yeah. wearing the same shoe. Yeah, that's normal. I don't feel like it was normal. It was. I remember we, we would go to the Payless and somebody get a pair of shoes at the Payless that everybody like everybody was wearing that shoe. We all had the same type of Burks. Like it just is. It's just, okay. we're okay. just getting older now where it's like, be, be unique and but individual. But I also think it's really funny because I'm like, why Crocs? Why Dude, are they in I style? freaking hate Crocs. They're like, so ugly. I'm I know, sure, but they are comfortable. I'm sure. I'm but, sure. I, but it's so funny. My to foot me. has never been in one though, because keeping it classy. Here's the thing: <laughs> that is the shoe that I bought my kids in Hawaii when we were living at the beach because it had holes, and yeah, so it, it was easy sense. to like rinse the sand out or whatever. And so they were toddlers wearing these. Yeah, 
And no, that's, it was I, a toddler shoe. It's not, though. Like, it's an everybody's shoe. Well, and, it is now, it's but... it's a little scandalous, too, though. I mean, it does have holes in it. You put gibbets in it, so it's a little sexy. Oh, um, anyway. really good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I... I feel like it's just like layer by layer peeling back all of this modesty culture, all of this gross, all of these like horrible, gross thoughts and expectations of women and their bodies and who owns our bodies and, you and know, what they're for, and what they're for, you know. And, and as far as me being responsible for a male's reaction to me, yeah. like that is not my responsibility. No. Let, let's reiterate that. No, it's not. And, and regard, I remember I was, this was a, this was a long time ago, but I had someone that, um, something happened to a friend of mine and I was telling another person about it in confidence. It wasn't like I was gossiping or anything, but they were, and it was, somebody kind of was like groped and they, their question to me was like, well, what were they wearing? And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. Yeah. But you should be able to walk down the, down the street naked and guess that no one has the right to touch you. And honestly, I, I know there's a whole right to privacy now and like, oh, there's no expectation of privacy in public. But I still think it's gross that if something somebody's in a compromised situation that we take pictures. I remember Anne Hathaway did this kind of infamous um, uh, interview with the guy from the Today Show that got let go because he did all the scandalous, horrible me too type of stuff. And she was getting out of a car and the paparazzi were right there and she she was wearing a dress and they, they up they upshot her like she kind of flashed a little bit because of the dress and the way she got out and they got a picture of her cooch and they published it. What? They put it out there and then he brought it up and I was just like, you're so gross. Um, and then it was all this big thing about, and she would, she put him in check. She's like, yeah, it's really sad basically that when somebody's in a vulnerable situation that instead of like deleting the picture or like, and not posting and not making money off of it and doing the Being right respectful. thing. Yeah. That we, we take that and we violate them. Yeah. Like, why are we okay with people just, just being just so cruel and like, just, oh, I want to see you naked. So I'm going to see it any way I can kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It just irks me beyond belief. Yeah. I wish we had better laws, but anyway, there's just a lot, there's, a, there's just a lot of layers to this conversation and aspects Around purity culture, yeah. around modesty, around privacy, like all of it. Yeah. I think what kills me is that, you know, the the people that are really pushing modesty culture are Christian men in power. And it's like, homies, hold yourselves accountable. Like, uh, just hold yourselves accountable. Like, yeah. Pluck out your own eye if it's sinning against you then. Yeah. You know, don't like put your thumb on, you know, an entire entire group of people because you're like, well, if I see even a hint of your bra, I may attack you. You know, it's yeah. like, it's just freaking wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I freaking hate it. And I, I mean, I'm always, you can't, you shouldn't hate your life, right? Like you should, you should love your life and you should appreciate your experiences. But sometimes I wish I would have never gotten involved in any of those groups I were in that really pushed me into those, into those areas. Yeah. I'm like, I could have had so much more fun in my twenties. <laughs> like my cooter could have been everywhere. And instead you it also was, could have gotten some STDs. So just, I mean, but I hear what you're saying. I know, but I would have had so much, I would have had such better fashion. I would yeah. have had such more fun. I would have loved myself so much more instead of just thinking like, you know, 
this I'm yeah, I'm bad. I'm bad. This is bad. My body's only meant for my husband. I you know, being 22 and being like, "Oh, my body's reserved for my husband." It's so stupid. It's so it was so dumb. And I mean, I encourage you to everybody just go get freak nasty because <laughs> in a safe, healthy way, but just, you know, or be be true to your authentic self because yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sure we're going to bring this up again because again, there's like well, a million layers to this. There is. And and I'm curious about people's experiences and thoughts on this because I haven't had a ton of conversations about it. And mm-hmm. I feel like I I want to more and I want to I want to feel like I know what I want to teach my kid. And yeah. that is kind of a work in progress. And mm-hmm. and I think it will always continue to be. It's not like I need to know what I'm going to teach her and then she's going to like follow and do everything that I say. <laughs> but I just want to avoid some of these. You just don't want her to have to be in therapy when me- she's 30. Messages. Being I mean, like, oh, not on this. Yeah. yeah. She'll probably for some other reason. But <laughs> but not this. But I'm not. Modesty. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. To, I don't want her to have that same feeling of shame and and judgment judge fear of judgment from other people but also being judgmental yeah. like i don't like i remember being on that side of looking at people and thinking that mm-hmm. they were in the wrong because mm-hmm. they were not wearing shorts over their swimsuit mm-hmm. like what mhm yeah well anyway yeah to be continued to be continued <laughs>